The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez, Rev. Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera. stars in the same big sky. Good afternoon, Faith Rivera. (laughs) Aloha to you, Reverend Jackie. How are Uh, you? (laughs) I'm wonderful. Amazing. You know, it's June 1st. We're kicking off a new month. It's Pride Month. It's mm-hmm. summertime. It's, you know, our my church is resuming in-person services this coming Sunday. And I know that's true for a lot of spiritual centers. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels like there's a, a big vibrancy in the air that, that we all have an opportunity to participate in. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm doing great. Um, of course, we are here without our, well, we're not without him. We're just without his voice today, Reverend Skip yeah. Jennings. But he's off with his mama. There's a lot of family energy yes. going around a lot of newness and community and really coming together in person is happening now. So I was about to tell you before we started, um, Jackie, that my daughter, she, you know, your daughter just graduated from high school. What an amazing, you know, milestone. My daughter only just, you know, kind of graduated, not really from her Montessori because she'll have to do Uh, kindergarten again. And I was just thinking of you and I was just getting teary-eyed because they do this beautiful ceremony called sun ceremony where they celebrate every revolution around the sun and i had to recap all those years and it just life is just so beautiful and just to really detail it that way like you're saying to remember the baby feet to remember those crawling and the uh so i'm still in the mama energy but i'm I'm ready to move into june where we're going to celebrate the light the dark the full rainbow Mm-hmm. of experiences and what it means, right? As new thought people, how, yes. how, what does that mean? Uh, and, you know, yeah. it's so beautiful in new thought. <clears throat> we are so open, you know, we have this culture woven into us of openness and, you know, and because of that, boy, we, we get all kinds of people, <laughs> which, you know, is so fun because people from different backgrounds, people from different ethnicities, heritage, people from different spiritual backgrounds, um, and 
the fact that unity and all of new thought has this long history of being very open to the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. is so important. And I think it's something that it has been such our way of being for so long that we don't really advertise it enough, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just who we are. We're just so accepting that it doesn't seem like it's something we need to really, you know, fly the flag about, so to speak. But that's just not true for so many um, spiritual communities. It's the, the level and depth of oppression and abuse that has been experienced by the queer community in religious organizations is, um, is astonishing to really think about. So, so for us to, to come from, um, uh, an entity, an organization, um, all of the new thought organizations that is so open and not just open, like come as you are, but affirming, we see you in your wholeness. There is nothing wrong with you that needs to be changed or saved or tolerated. You know, that mm, it's yes. to be celebrated. There the you way go. you express the divine is to be oh. celebrated. Is it's, it's so healing. It is so healing. Well, you know, I didn't know when I wrote, I wrote Colors of Praise with these, um, what do I call, you know, these kids that had rough upbringings in Long Beach, we wrote it and it was called Colors of Praise and it was a brace about embracing the rainbow, but it was before I even knew about the, you know, before yeah. the rainbow became the rainbow of what yeah. it's known now. And <clears throat> it just, it's, it's amazing that, I mean, that was my introduction really into new thought music. That was my first song that went to the empower music and arts uh-huh. and like to feel it in that, um, you know, to listen back to that song and know that God flows right through all those different colors. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, um, that's a great point that you say we take it for granted sometimes mm-hmm. that we do. Um, everyone's welcome, you know, yeah. and, and, and you don't want to know what's really funny is uh, Nolan and I, our best friends are LGB, you know, the, the, yeah. They're these colorful people. They are. And you and Skip are my new thought besties. You're my new best friends, too. And I so I don't know what it is. I love all people. But somehow my heart resonates with, I guess, how you're grooving. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, and it just hasn't. I know that we, you know, you and I are of the generation that we're I think probably we've had more an experience of acceptance then and but probably the first generation that has really had that like i remember you remember the big coming out episode of ellen of the show oh, ellen like that was huge so i was in college i think when that happened and and that was such a monumental episode that um you know it's like a it's a marker in time and so it's not lost on me generations just just before us you know the extent of um of discrimination that they endured of of really being denied just the simple right to be who they are um and and to not get that celebration and to not get to really even understand themselves fully it's and and then i look at my children and their generation and like they come into puberty in the question like they don't even assume their heterosexuality they just come into puberty and they and then they they don't even really at least you know here in the midwest i know every you know region is different but here Mm -hmm. they don't even really like proclaim anything like the whole idea of coming out is not Mm -hmm. really a thing it's because they're so fluid um Mm -hmm. that even how we talk about like 
gender identity and gender expression or sexual orientation. Um, it just means something completely different to even them. And I think that that is such a beautiful result of of all of the work that has been done, mm. all of the um, the the fighting that has taken place politically, um, you know, the conversations that have taken place at dinner tables across the nation, across the world. Um, we are seeing the fruits of that labor, of that hardship, of that courage and bravery really come to light in a beautiful way. Well, it's I love how you're sharing with me because, you know, my kids are younger, so you know, it's amazing to get your perspective of like, you're saying they don't have to come out because, yeah. you know, you're, maybe you're just never done. It's not like, Oh, I was this I'll be, no, we're all, I love what you said, the fluidity. Yeah. Yeah. So with my young kids, uh, it's at a, even another level where they're just about the coolness of people or, you know, or, or them, they're, they're about them feeling good. So at this point it almost doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And right. that was the funny thing. When was it, Jackie, you and I were talking and I, I didn't even know if you were gay or straight. I mean, I didn't think of it because I just knew yeah. I loved your heart. You loved my heart. And I was like, Oh, you are. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a, that's another beautiful facet to who you are, but uh, at the heart of it all, you know, I think what we're going to explore deeper into this month is, you know, then the idea of oneness and how that divine spark does show up, you know. So do you feel um, in your experience then in the new thought movement in unity, then you have just felt in the open arms yeah. to the LGBTQ oh, yeah. community? Literally, okay. the okay. very first unity church I walked into, I was <clears throat> showing up for a job and um, I was the hired as the AV director, but the, at the very first service I walked into, a trans woman opened the door to let me in. She was the usher for the day, you know, and <laughs> I, I mean, it blew me away. It just yeah. blew me away because that means that not only is everybody welcome here, but they're put in, in leadership positions. They're yes. put at the, at the opening gate, you know, of the yes. building right yes. there It's celebrated and affirmed. And I almost just didn't even know what to do with that experience. <laughs> it was so out of what I knew um, in the church world. Yes, it was so yeah. out of what I knew, and um, yeah, it was it was life changing, and and heartbreaking in a in a sense of breaking open. Open, yeah. yeah. It's not it, it, the same thing, but in terms of inclusivity, um, I can relate to that. When I uh, I, I subbed for Harold Payne oh. for the um, Center for Spiritual Living in Redondo Beach, then it was called the Center for Relig uh, Religious Science Center. You know, okay. yeah. had no clue, showed up and. What happened for me was they read from the Bible, then they read from the Torah, then they read from the Quran, then they quoted Maya Angelou, right? Yes. And I grew up in a traditional Catholic upbringing where, I mean, you know, it was all about the Bible. And to have them honor the insight, the, the God that was speaking through those different cultures, you know, through Maya Angelou, that broke my heart open. I was like, what is this? I mean, it just caught my attention, talking about the inclusivity, uh, and that's what I love about both founders, at least of Unity, mm -hmm. right? The Fillmore's mm -hmm. and Ernest Holmes is their background was really drinking in all the different faiths, mm -hmm. the ancient traditions. And I mean, I'm proud that we come, like you're saying, that that's what we're about. That's where yes. we come from is that mindset. It's still baby, though. I mean, it's still new sure. as far as the sure. generations. Yeah. Um, but I love to hear that you're seeing it the way you've experienced it. We are walking that walk. Yes. 
We are absolutely. And I, you know, it means so much, I think too, for the kids coming up in, you know, there's so many young people coming up in religious traditions that are not open and accepting. And so, you know, I, my heart is with them because they're in a society where it's okay, but but then when they walk through the doors on Sunday, they have to either leave a part of themselves behind or feel mm. unworthy or unaccepted. And, you know, my heart goes out, my heart goes out to them and their families um, because mm. that's, you know, that's a hard road yes. to walk, well, you know, and so that we can provide a different experience is, um, mm. it's everything. I mean, it, it really can be life-saving. You know, we know yes. suicide rates are, are, through the roof, especially for our trans brothers and sisters. And, you know, when we talk about acceptance, you know, we would be remiss to not acknowledge that, you know, especially our, um, our black and um, people of color who are identified as trans and, and live that style, that lifestyle are, mm-hmm. um, or that expression, not lifestyle, but who live that expression and who are mm-hmm. out as they are who suffer mm-hmm. violence and, and murder. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that kind of violence and murder is happening at um, astronomical levels. And, mm-hmm. and so that is still a reality. So as much as we've come such a long way, there's still that marginalization that happens. Um, and, you know, so we just have to lean in even more and we have to um, broaden the table. You know, when we talk about giving yeah. space for everyone at the table, whether like you were describing, it's other religious traditions, you know, other faith traditions and, and voices of wisdom. Um, it's also every expression um, of life and to, to make safe space at the table. Yes. Well, it always feels like, you know, we go through our different um, themes and they're more than themes. I mean, we're really talking about these principles that we want to hold our life to. Yeah. And I always come back to, I'm like, well, what's the solution? You know what I mean? I'm always like looking yes. back. Yes. It always comes down to the same work in that as I explore this idea of inclusivity and oneness, um, I look back at my own story and I just can see myself when I when I came with all that fear, um, you know, whether it's from generations or my own fear, I bring my insecurities with me everywhere. So, for instance, um, when I was in college and I moved away, there was a Hawaii club. So you would think I could get some comfort there, but I always... Everywhere I went, I felt like an outsider. And so, you know what's interesting? It's my own, right? It's what I'm trying to say is we still have to heal those parts of us where we can feel just so good in ourselves that we're not operating from, you know, feeling threatened or. Um, did you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, no, we totally. can't, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, you know, when we internalize that and that, like, yeah. like when we talk about homophobia, that can be yeah. internalized. So it may not be coming from anyone else. It's yeah. coming from the yes. inside, yes. you know? And I think that's kind of what you're touching on. And yes. I mean, that's a very real experience. I mean, I you know, grew up in a very open family. My godfather who just recently made his transition to the next life um lived his entire life as an openly gay man and um and he and my godmother are cousins and they were roommates when my mom and like the family story is when my mom asked them to be my godparents you know he said okay Uh, my godmother said okay but i get to be the godmother and he (laughs) said i'll be the fairy godfather (laughs) you know so there was a a lightheartedness there was an openness a welcoming um and and 
it still took me a very long time to come to terms with my own sexuality and um, to even, you know, talk to my mom about it. Even knowing that she was open and loved me and would always love me, there's still just that internalized because it's in the culture. It's like when people talk about, I don't know if you had this experience with Kai, people talk about boys or girls, but they raise their children without any kinds of guns, toy guns, anything like that, but they'll pick up a pencil and turn it into a gun. You know, it's oh. in the culture. It's just, uh, you, yeah, know, yeah. How, you know, kids pick things up and and we all absorb what's around us, you know, all the good, all the all the dark. And um, and then the voices that we give it in our own heart space, you know, that's what we have to sit with and work with, like you're talking about. Yes, totally. And so I knew things have shifted in my life, you know, and, and we're talking like a long journey, but to see like the more I felt better in my skin, the more I could really embrace other people. And the more, I, you know, I could feel like, Oh, you are my tribe, you know? Um, so it's both, you know, the, the communities work and then the individual, I think always finding that the self-worth piece, you know, that really no one can give to you as much as we open our doors and, and, yeah. and all that. So, uh, yeah. Now, what about the idea? I was thinking about this <laughs> because inclusivity means everyone's welcome to the table per se, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From time to time. And there are just people you resonate with and you don't resonate with. And we have to allow for that. Like we're all, I mean, you know, as much as I want us all to be singing and dancing together, I just know, you know what I mean? We just have different personalities and because I have seen things play out in life and in churches as well, where we get stuck. We don't know, well, how do we move forward with this piece of inclusiveness? And I don't think it means everyone has to be on the same page. I mean, what do you, what do you think yeah. about that? Well, it just, you know, <clears throat> diversity or, you know, uh, here, let me say it like this. Oneness mm. doesn't mean sameness. Yep. Yeah. You know, we don't all have to be the same. Like it's like, like, thank God purple will never be yellow. I yes. want purple to yes. be purple, <laughs> you know? I love purple and I want it to be purple. And so, you know, I think the same goes for us that, um, you know, we are all like that, that saying unique expressions of that one holy presence, like unique, unrepeatable expressions. So we don't have to be the same. And even whatever category that we want to put ourselves in, you know, everyone tangos a little differently, you know, so to speak, literally and figuratively. Um, And so, you know, I think it's okay for us to, you know, to align with people who have similar interests and, mm-hmm. and it's about, um, you know, what we're talking about in terms of inclusivity, it's about, do we, do we stop the entrance or the inclusion of people based yes. on things that are unrelated to yeah. that interest, you know? Yes, exactly. So are, yeah. So I think, you know, just because, you know, we have, um, a sense of inclusion and a sense of togetherness and a sense of, you know, bringing everyone's voice to the table doesn't mean that we all have to be in agreement or be the same or have the same flavor um, of of anything. I, I, yes. And so how I think to me, how that plays out is, is for instance, in a church community that plays out of like, well, the, the, the music direction, where, where, where does the money go, which programs? So, you know, now I'm talking about the next step is, okay, we've included everyone. How do you move forward together? You know, and um, I have to give a shout out to Association for Global New Thought. When we went to Italy and that whole program was not about speakers telling us, hey, what we should do. And, you know, we had many of the new thought leaders. They invited everyone outside 
of the religion outside, you know, artists, reporters, there were professors there. And we were just sitting with the question, how do we move together spiritually? And we're not on the same page, but we definitely have to move forward together somehow. And so I think that's where the dance is. I mean, that's where it can get sticky, tricky. That's where the opportunities are. And it, and, and for each church too, that I've seen some that are going through some issues now, you know, yeah. those people are more new agey. Oh, they're more yeah. Jesus. Um, you know, yes. they're more Jesus yeah. based, you know, these are right. real yeah. things of, um, well, so, so I think the question is, well, but, so how can I play with that? How can I play with those differences that I don't love? And I really think it's a, a give and take, right? Like, okay, you want to, you want Prince oh, today? Sure. You yeah. want, okay, well, listen to Prince. Oh, you want more traditional Broadway? Okay. Well, let me float with that. And I think yeah. it's that willingness Yes. to dance to the different yes. music, I guess. Yes. Willingness, <laughs> well, willingness to be outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's a lot. It's willingness to, to, um, um, to be open to other people's ideas and interests. You know, music is a great example, especially when you're talking about spiritual community. Yeah. I mean, that is something that people uh, feel very passionately about. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's like the music is more important to the message. Like I know if the right <laughs> song is delivered by the right person, it doesn't matter what I say in my sermon. <laughs> Like, you know, the music has said it and sometimes it feels like that's all there is to say, you know, it's that powerful and, um, and people feel very passionately, you know, even still you get some, you know, people who want more traditional style music, not, you know, not as much hymns and such anymore, but, but still like the peace song, you know, let there be peace on earth. There's a really like people want that every week and other people are like, let it go, (laughs) you know, we want some rock and roll, we want some, you know, and, and I think it's balance, you know, when you're talking about at a community level, um, you've got a variety, like shake it up and, um, you know, all needs can be met and it's like, you know, but from a personal level and we have to do this in our relationships too, that give and take, like you said, like sometimes it doesn't have to be about what I prefer in this moment, you know? Yes. (laughs) You know, moving, moving home to Hawaii, you know, and that was what we decided we want to be with family. So that meant changing my mindset of it isn't about me holding firm to I need, it's like this heart of love of I'm just so grateful I get to be here with all of you. You know, we, we were gone for 20 something years. So it, it is about finding that perspective and finding it a way to still serve you, yeah. you know, to, to have that openness, you know? Yes. Well, I think that's key. Like what you just said, I think is the key if I, that it can still serve you. Right. Just because I don't like it in every moment doesn't mean there's not something in it for me. Like, you know, especially like music, like just because I don't like this song doesn't mean the message can't be life changing, you know, or just because it's not my favorite style of music, a genre of music or even Mm. my favorite topic, you know, that the minister's (laughs) talking about doesn't mean, you know, if I stay open and present. Mm. Your spirit can work in through and as me. And that's, I hope, you know, what we're all showing up for in to any, whether it's church in a building or church on the beach, you know, that whatever we're showing up for, it's, it's that experience of spirit. What, as I was, you know, prepping for this show, I was thinking of, I think it's Marion Williamson, right? That said every action is, you know, a call to love or an action of love. And so I'm thinking about, okay, we're talking about inclusivity, what about the rise in now these all special interest groups, right? Whether it be thank you know because of technology, all the meetup groups, right? So trans trans folks can meet all the 
blue country, whatever, bluegrass folks can mean. And it also means all the other folks that are that are against others Mm -hmm. are are finding their. So it's Mm -hmm. I mean, it's interesting because. I know it's okay. They're gonna. It's gonna sound so weird. I know, but I know you mean. I know that you know what I mean, Jack. Is that you know people are just seeking to feel good, and they want to feel good with their tribe. And sometimes mm-hmm. that tribe is not about inclusion. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with that? You know, yeah, that's a great question. You know, <laughs> it's you know, and I think there's um, you know there's a line between um, being um, very intentional about who's included. So like, for example, here's a Reiki group is a really good, like, so a group that an interest group for Reiki masters, that's for them to, you know, not, not engage Reiki, but to commiserate and learn maybe and discuss things from a Reiki master perspective, they're going to be an exclusive group. That's an exclusive group. Yeah. It's if you're not, if you're not a Reiki master, don't go to that group. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean that they are not inclusive because it might be black Reiki masters, it might be gay, you know, like all of that. So, but, but when you talk about like, so maybe there's a group who, um, you know, you know, we, um, uh, like here, here's one, like pray the gay away. Right. Yeah. Like that movement. Like, so say this is a group that we're going to meet and we're going to have, we're going to pray the gay away of, of our community or families or whatever. Um, there's a toxicity to that. And so in New Thought, when we talk about being open and affirming um, not only to each other, but also that we honor all paths, yeah. like the rest of that sentence of we honor all paths to God, the rest <laughs> of that is we honor all paths to God that affirm life, that affirm love, that affirm, you know, the divinity in all people. That doesn't mean if there's a path to God that, that achieves God through, um, child abuse, you know, no, we don't affirm, we don't honor that path, you know? So I think when that level of toxicity or, um, you know, really destructive intention and behavior, then that's, that's not something that we're, we're trying to cultivate. Yes. Okay. Let's go there. Okay. You ready? Fortunately, it's almost break, but yeah, let's do it. it. Well, okay, because this comes up for all of us now, especially on Facebook, everyone battling in their posts. So I want you and I, maybe after the break, I don't know if we're going to have a song or not, you know, whatever, but how, let's break down what, what do you do? What do we do in those instances? So that's a great question. All right. So that music means it's time for break. We'll be right back. Yeah. We're celebrating the light, the dark, the rainbow of divine expression. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Explore new thought philosophy and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity. And we are back. So I had the hot question. <laughs> well, yeah. a real, 
Yeah, well, it's a real question, everybody. You know, we're on Facebook and through everything we've been through all, you know, these recent years politically, I mean, just all the things going on in life, we just see these horrible things happening and then we see these posts and our posts are anger meeting the anger, you know, and I just don't know how can we insert the new thought part? How can we empower ourselves from all these, the rich beliefs we have in unity and new thought? Is there a new way we can be with these things that happen, you know, with the groups that are against others? How, how can we not just be in the same anger? We just keep creating the same thing. I'll just say the truth. We, yeah. we, we still are. We still are. And I don't know the answer, which is why I'm asking. Right. Well, I think it's an important question to ask and and to be willing to be in the unknown with it because what we're talking about is creating a whole new paradigm, right? Something that hasn't um, hasn't uh, manifested itself, or we wouldn't have to ask the question. And but we you know, sing about it. But Jackie, we, we do right we all the sing time. Sing about well, peace. Yes, let there be peace on we're earth. One yeah. world, and then yes. something happens, and then some. Then we're not in that right. space. So or it, yeah, like so we're not, or or we look away, right? That's oh that's yeah, that's the, the heavy other. criticism of new thought is that you just look away and that all the navel gazing, you just look down and you stay in your own meditative bubble and your own perfect bliss while the rest of the world is falling apart. And you know, so there's like there's danger in both responses, and and I mean like just spiritual danger because it's it's a misuse of the principles. Um, the principles do not invite us to ignore and to just retreat into this perfect little, you know, Eden, Garden of Eden, right? Um, and the principles do not teach that we respond in that same energy. And what you're talking about, you know, we see it on Facebook. Oh, people just fighting. Um, I mean, there have been new thought people I've had to unfollow over the last year. And I actually, and then take four years before that, you know, <laughs> I had to unfollow because I'm like, this is actually more toxic than what's happening, you know, in these other posts, like, because it's, it was just meeting, um, meeting with such vitriol and anger and superiority and, you know, all of this, that's the same. It's, it's just like same. you said, very same energy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter anymore what you're talking about. You're bringing in that same um, energy that is divisive, that um, is really the opposite of what we teach when we talk about oneness and wholeness and affirming that um, divinity in each other. So I think it's just important that that we we stay in that question because we can do better when we know better. If we can talk about it with each other and and say, you know, I don't know how to do this. Like I am angry right now when I see yes. someone talk about that the uh COVID nineteen is a hoax and mm -hmm. you know and that I you know, my DNA has been altered because I got a vaccine and you know that <laughs> I'm an idiot and I'm just a sheep and I'm falling for it. I mean I it evokes, yes, it evokes an anger in me. And, um, but so the key is to, for me to not act from that anger, right. Is to own it. Yes. Like that's my anger. And that's actually not about this person. Yes. It's not about e even, you know, their, whatever front I might feel it's about my response and my emotional response. And so I do the work and work through that. And, and then, it doesn't matter anymore if what this person thinks about what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, no, it doesn't matter. 
Well, and you know, and I have to say that, you know, I, I honor our, our revs and people in the new thought that when all this was going down, they kept saying, it's time for us to get angry, you know, to honor that we have these feelings. So I, I'm down, you guys, I'm down for saying like, why well, I am angry now. I'm freaking, you know, whatever. And, and I, I, I would love for then there to be the follow-up of, and so what can we do together? What could love do here? Help me, you know, um, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it is. Uh, love, love is, you know, like, so it's easy to just sort of strict responsibility if it just say, well, I'm just the presence of love and light and I'm just going to pray for them and not actually do anything. And, and so we got to be real careful, right? You got to walk a tightrope here because, oh, are you saying prayer doesn't do anything? No, prayer does. Yes, pray. And then move your feet, you know, pray and then put prayer to action, pray yes. and then be the activity of God that answers that prayer. You know, when... Yes. When there's a disaster, like a hurricane, you know, so let's just take yeah. politics out of it for a minute. If there's a hurricane, you know, the, the presence of God is not in the destruction. It's in all the people who show up to help. It's yeah. in, you know, the the fighting for life and for survival um, in, in those who are enduring it. That's the presence of God. And so the same thing is now let's go back to something more politically charged or a simple conversation about a vaccine that it's the presence of God is not in the anger and, and the unrest about it. The presence of God is in that which comes together, that which brings harmony um, to the situation. So the question becomes, how can I be that presence? What is mine to say? And is it, is it right now? Is it time for a holy wrath? Like, is it time for me <laughs> to speak, you know, clearly yes, that, yes. that, 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 that uh, discrimination is not okay. It is not acceptable. And it is not, you know, based on principle um, or that behavior is destructive and toxic and will not be tolerated here. Um, but you see, I, I, you don't have to be angry to speak like that. Mm -hmm. It's clarity. Mm -hmm. It's clear. Yes. Well, okay. So I have two places I want to go with this. First, I think I, I want to always bring it back. I always feel like the answer has to start from this authentic space where we can find our center around this topic. And so I was thinking of our beautiful Karen Drucker and her amazing chants that have, that continue to change lives. It has changed mine. And her, that simple chant face of God, I kept thinking oh, yeah. anytime we're charged with that, you know, we remember last show, we were talking about the P like I'm always sensitive to when I'm off. So yes. when I'm off, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to sing that song. And I, I don't know, people may want to <laughs> say faith, you're crazy, but I want to take the thing I'm charged about. And I want to, I want to sit and sing there, sing this song, you're the face of God, till I can find the presence of God in it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, oh, that's the work. That is the work. That, that's you know, it. That is and, the sacred work. Yeah. And Jackie, and I'm going to, just for me, because you said God isn't in the destruction and the stuff, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think God is, God is all of it. And we're here bound by the, the spiritual universal laws, whether you call it law of attraction, reciprocity. And we're just looking at the one dot of our Jackson Pollock painting. So yeah. we're calling it super evil and bad, but the outplay of where that goes. So I'm not trying to romanticize that. It doesn't yeah. suck, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that piece. Um, uh, saying God isn't present. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go one more place, one okay. more place. Okay. You said that the part about, we talked about the navel gazing where you just say, Oh, it's all right. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's parts of me, Jackie, that feel that 
energy is energy. And to me, our world hasn't imploded. I think because there, you know, when all these atrocities are going around, there's a mom with their daughter, like me and my daughter on the hillside, sharing a moment of love. Mm. You know, there are these moments of, I don't know how to explain. We can't change anything from an energy that isn't lifted. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think there is some value. I think there is value to people that are in their own garden and lifting it up. I don't know energetically. I don't know. And you may be in disagreement with me, but I think there is power there more than them. If we're talking about me, when I used to engage in all the media, I would just feel as bad as everybody. I would. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I was serving anyone, maybe because I wrote a song trying to get out of the darkness. But so I've been with that question. Yeah. Of, is well, it, yeah. So those, yeah, go ahead. Go those ahead. are good questions. Well, I, you know, I think yeah. a lot of things come to mind. It's, you know, like, so the person who has built their Eden, you know, the person who has built their Eden, whether that's, you know, an apartment in the middle of New York City or a, a lush garden in the Midwest or, you know, a beach house on the West Coast, whatever mm-hmm. that that Eden is, it's maybe your room with all your books. You know, yeah. we all have our own variations of Eden. Um, and and yes, I agree with what you're saying that 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 energy and that that um, that like there's nothing that you can do that doesn't impact me so that that person has their Eden in a way impacts me. And I think, um, that the next step for that person is to bring their Eden out of hiding. And so that when they, when someone comes, when we all, as for all of us, when we all then step out into the world and engage and interact with other people, are we bringing that Eden with us? Like if we know it, if we've created it in the physical space, because that's not where it actually exists, right? It all exists Mm -hmm. in the inner Mm -hmm. terrain. But if we've created this out picturing of Eden for us, can we bring it internally with us? Then when we face someone who is mugging us. Or, you yeah, know, we face yeah. someone who's holding a sign, God hates fags. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. walking with my wife down the street. Yes. Um, can, can I bring Eden with me? And can wow. I let that be a blessing yes. for that person, even in wow. that moment? And yeah. that's the work, you know, that's yes. the work. So when I talk about the criticism of navel gazing, it's like, I have my Eden and I just keep it all to myself. Like that that's not actually the consciousness that you're talking about. You're talking oh. about the true consciousness of oneness, which means it's not my Eden and it never was yeah. meant just for me. It's for yeah. all of us. And yeah. that's the difference. You know, I think that, um, you know, many of our new thought communities have just sort of closed in on themselves. And, and it's been, this has been changing for many years. Mm-hmm. So this is not like something, but, but it's still something that has come with us and that we still, um, hear criticism about, but I, my experience has been, there's been a big shift in that, that people are, um, you know, and so like, let me just interrupt myself. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, because like you said, you said we're a young, we're a young tradition, you know, like compared to, you know, Luther Lutherans, the Catholics, we're a very young tradition. And so I also think that it was important for us to have, it was like our womb time. It was a time in the womb where we were very protected. And so that navel gazing was important, just like a newborn baby, you know, stays in the womb. And even when they come out, there's still a lot of protection around them. And then now, you know, maybe we're in toddler and, and early childhood phase where it's time to bring our curiosity out into the world and to explore and to connect. So that that's where I go with all of that. 
Well, you know, I was now when I look back at my path, I'm like, wow, I was really involved with these groups that wanted to, like you said, take the Eden outwards. I mean, conversations with God author, right? Neil Donna yes. Walsh, impactful to my life, how my whole career started. I went to humanities team. He formed it for people that wanted to live the principles like in life outside, yes. you know, yes. and, and, you know, when we started talking about spiritual activism and I, you know, I do have to honor, you know, unity and centers for spiritual living um, association for global new thought. That is where their mission has been yes. now. These past few yes. years is our feet on the ground. So, you know, we're figuring yes. it out and, yes. you know, and I, and I too, I need to be a little bit okay. Cause I think I've been a little little bit like, hey, we're not, you know, living from principle, but we're babies. So I'm talking, I'm interrupting myself too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Give yeah. us a break, Faith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's it's good to have the questions because when we ask the questions, it helps us, it helps awareness, right? It brings awareness forward. And then we could say, oh, I was asleep. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, you know? And now, so now I'm sitting with the question, well, is God in the destruction? And I have a, you know, I have a really, <laughs> like, I have a physical response to that because, well, because like, so if someone's, you know, to say, well, where we go with that is then the God who curses me, the God who punishes me with, with uh, my home is destroyed in the hurricane because of whatever sin, you know, or I got cancer because of whatever sin. And we, we do that, you know, that metaphysical malpractice, what are you holding in consciousness that, that created that cancer in your body? Or what are you holding in consciousness that created that chronic back pain? You know? And so I think we have to be really careful with that. And so that's, you know, for me, it's um, cancer exists hurricanes exist and they destroy homes and businesses and lives. Um, and to me, that is not the work of God. Those things just exist in the physical world. The work of God is what we bring to those situations. And we show up sometimes really well as the divine and sometimes not. Sometimes we show up, you know, completely disconnected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this question's deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, I think it's impossible for us to know, but it's, you know, but how do we work with the questions? I think it's important to stay stay with well, those questions. It is because, you know, I have my song, Child of This Universe. I talk about our oneness with all of life. So mm -hmm. is the hurricane being mean to us? But well, maybe it is because some people are mean to other people, you know, and it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, right? <laughs> That's so, but, great. but is, but is there really one, is there one source? Are we saying there's some other, so yeah, well, these are like, <laughs> well, that's, that's the, the, to me, that's where it gets tricky. Like if, so are we saying there's an evil force that's working against good? And See? I don't believe that. That's why, yeah. you know, so if, if there's something oh. that happens that I interpret as destructive or, oh. you know, evil, um, then my work becomes about like, it's not, that's not evil, but it's also not God. That's not the work of God. God, I bring God to the table. I bring, yes. I yes. bring and, and other people who come yes. in and maybe teach me or show me a way out or, you know, there, that's the wisdom and the, and the action of God and the activity of God. The hurricane, it just exists as, you know, as part of this physical world that we live in. Well, let me bring the perspective of Abraham Hicks, and I don't know if they're officially new thought or not, but, you know, here we're open to wherever wisdom comes from. And the interesting way that that teaching looks at all of this is why we're calling it wrong and evil is because 
ultimately we think getting hurt and dying here is is the end yeah. which is i mean this is a whole other level where yeah. they're like you know if, if we're eternal beings we're, we're playing it out here and I don't know, and it sounds like it makes it so light, but it's another, this is like a giant step backwards when you're really looking yeah. at like cosmos. And, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. And I I think of these things just to say like, well, how can this help me here on earth get a better perspective? How can I find the lightness, right? We're celebrating light and dark and the rainbow. So I've, I have really been about bringing that lightness to get a perspective. I'll be really real here. My, my daughter last night, Nolan runs into the room. He's sleeping with Kai because, you know, whatever, long story short, but we're, we're, we're with our kids. And he runs in the room. He said, you have to come. You have to come be with Izzy. I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? She, she said she wants to be five forever and she's afraid she's going to die and she gets scared. And, you know, my husband was like, what am I yeah. going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I went there and, I, you know, and I'm, and, and I'm talking to her and, you know, I was like, am I going to romanticize death now? What am I going to do? And, you know, and I just said, you know, God and love, they're always here with you, honey. You're always, you're always going to be safe. And I always told her that about being a spirit. And I said, I know it's so good being here. We love how you love life. And then, you know, I just went to, to tell her, like, I had so much fear in my life and I had that fear. My fear was thinking of forever and I don't know what the heck to do with that, but, <laughs> you know, but I just told her that, you know, we're here for you. And, and, and I said, the best you can do is live the best life here, you know? And, and so, I don't know what the answer is. And I forget yeah. where I was going with this, but these questions of where is God present? Where is it not? Is life good? Is death okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, you know, I love that we're in a faith yeah. that we can question it all. Yes. But it, all it comes down to is love and this yes. moment now. Yeah, it is. It is. And there's, <laughs> I, you know, I'll say, you know, mother to mother, there's nothing like having oh, yeah. kids to make you feel like you know nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Right. They ask the yeah. best questions. They yeah. ask the best questions. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, for me, it's an, always an opportunity to to stay in the like that humility of, yeah, I, I really don't know. And, and this is how I'm working with that question. And, you know, and of course, you know, making it age appropriate for them. But I love that, that, you know, you just brought it out to where it's like without dismissing her fears. But, you you know, you gave her space to feel that. But then also, you know, something to, to lift her out of that, because, yeah. That's, you know, when we shut kids down, it doesn't do them any more good than it does us when, when we feel shut down from our curiosity. That's well, beautiful. I, I didn't have anyone to ask. So it actually <laughs> yeah. touched my heart because I remember that fear. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I had it for so long. And so I'm breaking down what I did mm -hmm. to be with that. But I said, thank you, baby, for that you could tell us. You can always tell us, mm -hmm. you know, those things. Because I was so scared, you know, too. And I think that made her feel comforted yeah. but it just made me think how fragile this life is and you know here we are talking about it, inclusion and, and sometimes I think man if we just remember just how fragile and precious oh, life is yes. we should just be we shouldn't have to have topics right <laughs> like, yeah if we could just, yes if we could if we could just oh just be have that like at the forefront of our awareness how precious how fragile life is yeah, it's a miracle yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah, so and, I'm not going to yeah. yell at you. I'm going to feel <laughs> I'm going to feel such love for what had compassion for what happened, but I'm going to ask myself how can we love more together here, yes. you know? Yes. You know, you know, and we're not all going to go have lunch together and be girlfriends and have a radio show. That's fine. But we're all on this planet together, you know, especially now you know, about the environment and all that. And, you yeah. know, yeah. And I was thinking, are, exactly. are the deadlines real or can I just, you know, power of God, we can do, you know, I'm just <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. 
it becomes a mind. Yeah. Oh my Lord. A, a trick okay. tricks in the mind. I think it's, you know, it's beautiful to stay in those questions and to, um, you know, to really work with them. And, and I love, I love that, that like, so is, you know, the destruction and, and the idea of, of what is destructive, like, you know, like you're saying, like, like we only think that, that a, a, a terminal cancer diagnosis is bad because we don't want death because we think death is bad. But if we step way back and, and this is the flow of life in through and as us, and this is the way it goes, that becomes a beautiful and sacred thing. And, and that can be hard to say, you know, know. in the presence of someone who's enduring it. And yet, Mm. you know, I know I have seen people walk that path in ways that have changed me. And, and I'm like, there, there is nothing less than holiness about all of this. And, you know, and it becomes, um, it becomes a power of light and the presence of light. Well, I want to honor, wasn't it, what is Lauren, Lauren Powell? Do you know that artist? Okay. Well, she's an amazing new thought artist that walked that path so consciously to a point. I think she had a painting party for her casket. Oh, wow. Um, I mean like, and full on her joy. And I just, I always prayed, I want that joy to be real for her, yeah. you know, cause it's one thing to serve others and be like, okay right. guys, yeah. you know, but wow. So, and to feel the vibrancy of her life mm-hmm. after, you know, through her sister and those that love her. And so, yeah, there's so much more, I think for us to, um, live into, breathe into these, these principles, these teachings that have been given to us. I mean, and we're mm-hmm. just scratching the surface and yeah, you know, maybe in a few years, you know, in a decade of our show, we'll be like, remember when? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh. yeah, beautiful. Hey, do we, we have a song. We, we play our song. It is because we're going to just celebrate all the colors, yeah. even the colors that are hard to be with sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and s- celebrate the divine spark in all of all of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is Colors of Praise. I wrote it years ago. It's probably my first real posy song that really got the attention of everyone. Um, but let's let's open our hearts and just just celebrate, honor these yeah. colors in our life. Let's go, Jeff. Hit it, Jeff. Yeah. 
So I want to I want to give a big shout of love and honor to all our LGBTQ community each brother and sister you know that just kept saying yes that showed up and shined brightly with their colors even when it was hard um i we voices of unity you know we just love and appreciate each of you and especially the ones those of you that said yes to ministry i mean you know you just put yourself out there and it's just it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing to watch your love and the way you live your life, you know what I mean? Just, it's, it's a brave and bold thing. I don't know. I don't think I've ever experienced um, having to stand up in that way. Although it's so funny. In my own way, I felt, you know, shy to claim all that I am. But I just, I just want to honor, honor all of them, especially this Pride, Pride Month. Yes. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So until mm-hmm. next time, shine your colors brightly. Whatever yeah. iteration of God you are, the world needs you. The world loves yeah. you. And yeah. we'll see you next week. Aloha. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.